Welcome to Forever Exiled. I'm Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler Wrecker of Days. It's episode 195. Yeah, nailed it. Every time. (laughs) It is episode 195. Big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters of the podcast. We love your faces. Thanks, Garrett, for joining the crew this week. Hopefully enjoy some After Dark. And everybody else who supports the podcast, we appreciate your faces. Patreon gets you access to After Dark. It's a podcast after the podcast. It's just more chatter, talking, whatnot, so forth, and etc. Lots of etc. Sold it. Sold yeah, it. Just nailed it. That elevator pitch. That was uh, it. Listen, sir, ma'am. Just calm down. We can Lots only, of etc. We can only write so many Lots cards. So just come in slowly. <laughs> Relax. Uh, yeah. But thanks, everybody. Uh, vowels thank you very much for leaving all those voicemails for us about about lawns yep we listened to them very nice yeah no, uh, were they left thank individually or did the system cut them up four four individual ones i think okay i was kind of trying to figure out if the system purposefully stopped it at 45 seconds or because they all seem to be exactly the same but anyway vowels thank you for the time it was fun fun to listen to them all and just yeah uh, buddy you know what day it is today today is june 30th yep tomorrow's july 1st and then this comes out july 2nd so, so i was happy right. canada we, day everyone we happy canada day to everyone last weekend at the proper time because now when you they hear you say it but i'm gonna say it again it's a day late and people are like oh man happy canada sure day. wish i knew ahead of time rest of the world you are welcome mm-hmm. forcing our day on you anyway how's How was, your week just uh, tell me about your week first because i'm gonna finish taking my uh, breakfast of champions you know what his breakfast of champions is people <laughs> A pill. <laughs> oh, there's a few of them. Go on. How was your week, my uh, friend? They're, they're probably, it's all probably all spacey and stuff. You know, it's like it expands in his mouth and it fills him up like he just had a steak type of thing. That's probably what it is. Anyway, I had a good week. Uh, kids finished up school this week. And uh, yeah. in our school, it's funny because it's probably like this uh, everywhere, but uh, we feel like our kids get a pro D day at least once a week, even though that's not the case. It kind of feels like it. And so anyway, last week of school, they don't even go to school on Friday. It's the teacher day to wrap up. And then the official last day of school, which is the Thursday, the whole school goes on a beach trip. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the last day, even though they had to go to school on Thursday because, you know, we had to pay for the field trip. Their last day of stuff was Wednesday and Tuesday, but Tuesday Those and Wednesday are questionable. They're <laughs> well, they're coming home with so much stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but I do like this part of school. Obviously, I love having the kids home for summer. I also love seeing them go to school and the stuff they come home with and like learn and all that. But uh, I I enjoy seeing what they did throughout the year. And I I think the part, though, that I like the most as a parent is seeing what work your kids did that they're very proud of. You know what I mean? Because some stuff you would totally skim over, be like, wow, that's great. And they're like, this is the best picture ever. Right. Right. Yeah. Did you notice I added this little Mm -hmm. line because that's an important detail? and or something that they wrote or math whatever it is so we we end up going through and we'll keep a couple pieces of writing a couple drawings whatever it is um and uh we'll just put those in in a container and so yeah no uh oliver and violet finished grade uh two and grade four and so that's a lot of fun i took uh, so i was going through and my my kids they have these planners you know like uh, kids go to the same school so the kids have the planners that the parents have to sign and look at the notes that the kids have for things that we need for the next day, that kind of thing. And so it's a nice parent teacher communication tool. 
So I looked at Oliver's and they haven't filled anything out for the last week because there's been nothing to remind us about except for the field trip. And he was starting to write swear words with the little asterisks in there. Nice. And when he realized, like, I don't know what he was thinking, but obviously I'm going to look at the planner. And when he realized that I was going to see them, his face kind of fell like he was in huge crap. But then I started laughing out loud and now it's like his favorite thing in the world. So now he's written swear words with asterisks instead of the vowels everywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Because because it's like he's allowed to now. He's not like I'm going to tell him he, he can't do that or I have told him he can't do that. Sorry, but um, it's still funny. Still like funny. He's not going to get in trouble for it. But the more you do that the more it gets into your head and so obviously i don't want him to do it but it was funny because i had another joke to myself about the english language again you know how i'm always complaining about our language and spelling and pronunciations and stuff so anyway he spelled fuck fine mm-hmm. with the asterisks ass was fine are we talking uh, about like a certain amount of he had the, the right amount of of characters well yeah like okay, yeah. he's but he's only doing a star uh over the vowels okay. so there's almost all consonants <laughs> okay, that's all consonants. actually pretty funny yeah but then uh <laughs> bitch was b star he doesn't know how to do an asterisk so mm-hmm. they're actually stars uh b star ch and i'm like you know what that's screw fair. that t you yeah. betcha what, yeah. why on earth would you need a ch for some ch and a tch for other ch? so you really so. really pronounce it oh there's tyler's warning bitch bitch right yeah Got that D&D on butt, my friend? Yeah. So anyway, it was, it, was, it was really fun, though. But it's nice to have the kids home now. And, and uh, we started letting them play Elden Ring. Oh, cool. I heard you talking about it with them uh, before you came down. It actually was pretty funny because oh, I heard yeah. Oliver say something about he's got something to a plus four. It just made me laugh. Yeah, he's got his cross Naginata. It's like a spear that looks, acts like a hybrid but has bleed. Anyway, yeah, so... It's obviously not an, fun. Um, an appropriate game for kids, but with the blood turned off and we told them they're not allowed to watch any of the cutscenes, it's actually really cool. There's only a couple places, there's a couple dungeons that there's like corpses piled around bad? and stuff like remember. that. Yeah, some of mm-hmm. them are pretty gross. Okay. Um, so, but they know to skip them mm-hmm. and my kids are good with that. Like if we tell them to do it, they'll do it. Um, yeah. Not my kids. <laughs> you know, my kids could never do anything bad. But anyway, and but then there's some dungeons where there's like where they were watching Aaron or I play through where it's like, no, can't do this dungeon while the kids are around because just of what the environment is, sure. you know, what the walls are built of and mm-hmm. stuff. But the kids have such awesome memories that they know exactly where that is and they just won't do it. Nice. Yeah. So they Oliver started playing. He he knows the game better than I do. He knows exactly where to get this certain scroll to hand into this certain person so that he can get a certain spell and he's that's awesome doing like the multi flask thing where he's going health and then filling up his fp and using his wondrous physique and he's scrolling through it all and he's he beat margit faster than i did that's a tough fight lower level dang he he like he crushed it that's awesome it was hilarious like i I was like in awe but yeah laughing like he kicked the crap out of this guy <laughs> way better than I did. And he didn't even have his weapons leveled yet. He's like, no, I'll do it later. He knows, <laughs> I guess awesome. he knows. Yeah, it's hilarious. Dodged, my daughter, Dad. God. Yeah. And my daughter, she loves the lore. We've been going through the Vati video mm-hmm. lore videos yep. about Michaela and, you know, all this millennia and all that kind of stuff. We've seen them all now. And um, the kids just like they love the lore. They know it down to a T. Like when they're walking home from school, they're talking about how 
you know, Godfrey used to be married to Michelob or not Michela, um, Marie America, but then, you know, but then Radagon came in, but they're kind of the same, but they're kind of not. And then they feel bad for this person because Radagon left her, but then they're going and then they can tell me which of the bosses are whose kids from which marriage. And I'm like, I don't I can't even tell the difference between their names. <laughs> they're so good with it. So anyway, it's been a fun week because they haven't had as much schoolwork to do. The homework's been gone. And so yeah. um, because I finally passed Elden Ring uh, this week, it's just been, been nice. It's just been like that's all they're talking about. So it's very much been an Elden Ring uh, family week. Sweet. Yeah. So anyway, no, I had a good week and it's nice to start summer and, you know, do chores with the kids around, which means nowhere near as many chores get done it's gonna be a good time to do it yeah well they're at that age now where mm-hmm. it's nice like oliver was mowing the lawn he actually enjoys it violet hates mowing the lawn so in essence she prefers doing the weeding mm-hmm. so she doesn't like weeding but you know i, I want to do the weed she'll always call that first and yep. so no it'll be good they're at an age where it can actually start applying so i got to make sure i'm actually doing it as opposed to just trying to be efficient mm-hmm. i need to be more efficient parent than i am a chores person so mm-hmm. we'll see Taskmaster tyler you know i could buy a whip <laughs> yeah or just a shirt get you in less trouble both, both. <laughs> that's awesome that's good well listen like if i went to jail but i'm like gluten-free and dairy-free you would just die and i have there. to be extremely careful about my diet i wonder though would i get special meals no just yeah i would i don't think so no yeah, you can. You can. Are you kidding I love me? it. You're like, yes, I will. I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know. I paid to be they here. Have to get get me are you kidding me? It's, it's jail in Canada. Yeah, that's true. They wouldn't want to hurt you. Anyway, um, hmm. how about you? Your week? My week was good. I had a, a good week, and uh, there's actually and quite a, good a few breakfast, things. Apparently, apparently. Oh, that's finished it already. Breakfast every single day. Just give me my 25 pills. So I went to a soy on the weekend. Right. Tell yeah. us about that. Uh, it was really, really good. <laughs> All the good. details for your couple weekends. Yeah, it was really fun. First time I've ever done like wine tasting and stuff. So it was a, a right. good time. Uh, it was destroyed. It was wrecked by Saturday evening, though, because on Saturday, my phone was in my pocket. I forgot about it. Walked into the pool, walked to the end of the pool, realized something was in my pocket, pulled it out and was like, crap. Christina put it on the, uh, like wrapped it up in a towel and we just left it. And so then once we got out of the pool later on, I'm like, ah, man, I really hope it's fine. Turned it on uh, and it was working. Everything was working fine. And I was like, whew, thank goodness. And then when we went out for dinner that night, I made the mistake of going in the pool again. thinking and I plugged it into my car for GPS. And I think at that point, once I gave power to it, something happened and the screen just fried. I couldn't, there was no touch at all. The buttons on the side would work, but I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. touch, nothing would work. I took the whole thing apart, tried to do whatever. I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. So yeah, I ordered a new phone. Thankfully it didn't take very long to come, which was a big stressor for me. I heard that. And, no, you uh, didn't. Oh yes, nope, I did. No, my computer is totally silent. Uh-huh. Is it somebody doing a check? Let's see, is well, it a D&D it's check? It's gotta be. Oh, it was Theta, but it wasn't an official D&D check. So it doesn't count Theta. Mm, but you still got him. Uh, so yeah, so this was fun. And then... My, I had like a lot of stuff. I have like almost nothing work related. Work was fine. Work was good actually this week, but. Okay, hang on. Yeah. That's the first time in like nine months. Right? I know. I know. Work was fine this week. There is still bullshit that I'm dealing with, but it was fine. Yeah, but that's uh, everyday now stuff, right? So 
I my Normal oldest BS. is moving to the island. I told you that, which is cool. So we got to see right. a video. He sent a video of his uh, of their new apartment. Super nice, really nice area. They're actually moving into the same city Josh is moving to, which is cool. As and that is he, cool. Their apartment's great. It's in a really nice area. So he sent a video of that. My second oldest graduated from middle school so where we live there's <laughs> elementary school oh i'm gonna get into it just wait where we live there is i don't know if it's like i think it's like this in a lot of places but we have elementary school that goes up to grade five we have middle school that runs grade six through eight and then we have high school that runs grade nine through twelve i i it is what it is it's just because of how many people we have and they need to fill spaces and blah 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 so if we so we we have been through a middle school graduation before and it was nothing like this. When my oldest graduated middle school, it was like we went to the school, you go in the gym, they announce their name, they get a little certificate. And then we're I, I want to say that was kind of it. And that is fair. You know, it it's grade eight. It's not like like it's it's grade eight. It's I, I get grade 12. That is a fine one to like make a big deal about. You're finally done. You don't all have to your... go on after grade 12. That's right. a graduation. That's right. That's all yeah. your you've done now. All of the stuff, whatever they call it, but like all your secondary school is done now. Uh, this was the dumbest thing I've had to sit through uh, in a long, long time. His school like their school has like a lot of kids like a lot of kids. And so first off, they announce all their names and they come up and get their certificate. I was like, oh, all right, like, we're, let's go. Let's get this going. Really? They went through every single every kid? Every single kid comes up and gets for their a certificate. a departure ceremony? Yeah. Which, but oh, they call it a graduation ceremony? A graduation, yeah. Which is fine. Ugh. Again, if that was it, fine. Mm -hmm. that, would, that took maybe 35 minutes to get through that. So it wasn't the end of the world. But the whole process was over two hours long. Because they had to give out certificates and awards. And some of these awards were just like, I think I told you guys, they gave an honesty award. And the lady's like, because this kid always tells the truth. And I'm like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. First off, <laughs> no, he doesn't. That is absolute nonsense. Of course he lies. That's ridiculous. But also, yay? Like, what? I don't understand. Why is this? Why are we in yeah. It took so I could not believe I was leaning over to Christine like I I have a meeting. I did not think this was two hours. I'm happy to come see my kid do his thing. But in the end, you watch you kind of watch like the same 20, 25 kids just constantly come up. And then they gave these um, sports awards out. And the, the teacher talked for I want to say he talked for 25 minutes just about these four individuals that he was given awards to like a whole backstory and everything. And I was like, <laughs> I could not care less. Even if it was my own kid, I don't want to hear it. Like, just give them the thing and let them bring it home after school. It's great. Hey, man, my wife, I was so <laughs> frustrated. So it's funny because for us, grade eight was totally different. Middle school we didn't exist where we lived then. But yeah. right. Elementary school went to grade seven and then high school was grade eight to 12. So for us, grade eight was and I don't remember anything special for grade seven. No, it was like a, nothing. You like did a, a camp out or like a. It didn't involve our parents. I can tell you that much. There was no, though. I don't even remember anything in the gymnasium. No. But then um, you go to high school and you're like, grade eight is really small mm -hmm. <laughs> compared yeah. to grade 12 at that stage. And you're just like pissing your pants. Yeah. So that was silly. And then uh, on the same day, though, we did go and watch um, 
our daughters had their dance recital, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's another thing that's like, it was like two and a half hours long and our kids danced for like 12 minutes of that, like, cause they each had their own dance. Yeah. But man, watching, watching them dance is I'm such a pussy when it comes to my girls. Like it's, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I get, uh, were you a weeping sack of emotions? No, I'm not, well, I'm not like crying or anything, but I just love watching them do their dances and I've seen mm-hmm. them do their dances as they've gotten older. And so watching them getting better at them and it's just, I, I really actually quite enjoy that part of watching them. Sure. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, we had a your really... son falls off his bike and you're like, shut up and get up. Your daughter falls off. the Oh, my little boo-boo bear. Man, my girls picked up like my youngest just started. Now she's riding two wheels with like no training wheels. Right. Our youngest, she's finally just switched over. The My girls picked up riding bike way better than my boys. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a balance thing or what, but yeah, it was good. And then we had a big party thing last night, which was fun with our work. So we took a, you know, I took. A, I took was wondering people. what. um <laughs> I, I figured you were at something because when I sent you the picture, there was a, there was a picture, mm-hmm. uh, which you were gorgeous in, by the way, mm, obviously. and uh, your video. Oh, yeah. that was the end of the night. And I had some drinks. Mm-hmm. I, I probably will not be drinking for After Dark tonight because it's uh, still working its way through me. But, you uh, know, though, I have heard that before. Yeah, you never know what happens. eh? <laughs> you never know. It depends on how the day goes. Now it I come to fruition. Home. With kids at home, it's like, oh, I, they might drive me to it quicker. But yeah, it, overall, it was actually, I, it was a good week. It was fun. Uh, the kids are done. The summer is going to be really busy for them for sure. So that's, that's good. And yeah, that's it. Cool. Let's talk some Poe or Glad P-O-E. you had a good week, man. It's been yeah, a long too. time coming. Thanks, buddy. Uh, well, POE, absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> and I'm starting to like, I, I, I was doing the cup half full thing the last few weeks as GG starts putting out these fluff posts like, oh, they're putting out a lore post. Okay, it's a lore roundup. Oh, it's okay. It's a div card roundup. And I'm like, okay, now it's just getting to run the point where it's like, you know. <laughs> they, right. And I mean, they still have a month to go until Exile Con. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, th- this isn't. This isn't for a specific purpose. They're not planning. I mean, I I still don't know. Maybe, maybe they are. But yeah, to me, this, this week was the final straw for my cup half full, but not like (laughs) a negative thing. Like I'm going to criticize them for What else are you supposed to do? It's Mm -hmm. just nice that they're actually putting something together, but I don't see it being anything more than just filler. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, but anyway, they had um, a div card roundup thing, uh, talent and fan art competition winners of the past and a compilation of the top three of the podium finishers there all the way back um, to 2018 bam uh let's see um and then yeah this so then they had the music and audio roundup which is cool because mm-hmm. that's one part of the game we were joking with camille when he was on the show that it's like the only part of the game that can't get criticized you know what yeah, I mean? I mean, that, definitely not doesn't. true because like if he sucks at making music, everybody can tell. Yep. But when you, you're just a good composer and you make a good song, you know, then it's in. But then other people implement it into the game. So even if the music has a glitch, it's not it has nothing to do with him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So now. So, you know, we were joking with him that that's like the safest job in critics land. You know yep. what I mean? So anyway, that was kind of neat. Um, but then there was one div card that I wanted to shout out and they're all really cool. Um, this one's called The Fool by J-Matt. Okay. And uh, the quote that GGG said for this one was, let me start off by saying, 
that it's nice to see that a lot of divination cards created by the community represent something that's very meaningful and emotional to the creator of those cards. This, however, is definitely not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. And it's, uh, it's called The Fool, and it gives you 20 or chance orbs. Orbs of chance? Chance orb of chance. I think they're yeah. orbs of chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I liked that one. I enjoyed that. Somebody went through and they just wanted to give GGG the money, be supportive, get their div card. And that was it. Oh, and then there was also the developer presentation. So then they really pumped out some of the, I mean, the bigger the videos, XLCon of course, stuff, with right? the links for XLCon right. from 2019. So mm -hmm. XLCon one. Hmm. Um, but they did have a small post that was actually about um, upcoming events, and that was for Gamescon. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said Gamescon, uh, well, I mean, they gave the dates. It's uh, August 23rd to 27th in Germany, and they'll be attending. They said where they'll be in which hall, and that people are welcome to stop by and meet the team and try out Path of Exile 2, especially if they're not able to make it to XLCon. Mm -hmm. So another one of those things where, for those that are still hanging on to that thread of XLCon coming out right after, or Path of Exile 2 coming out right after XLCon, comment like that, you know. If you can't play XLCon or X, so, man, this is a tough one. If you can't play Path of Exile 2 at XLCon, you're not going to get another chance until Gamescon. We'll see. So, <laughs> unless you're Justin, it kind of solidifies that. I don't buy that. anything they say anymore. But that would be really cool if, why? Why, why don't you believe? What, what, what have they said that hasn't come true? What have they said that hasn't come true? Yeah. It's not about what they've said that hasn't come true. It's just I don't understand the reason for why they've said some of the stuff they've said. So until I see what happens at XLCon 2 and after XLCon 2, I'm reserving judgment. I guess it's always a good thing. So anyway, it'd be cool. Like, I mean, obviously those that are close to, I don't even know how to say the city's name, but Cologne, Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, it'd be cool to just like show up to the event and specifically go just to say hi to whoever's at the booth there and check things out and... Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be awesome if they uh, one day came to the Pacific Coast over here sometime. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't know if there's any like events or anything, though, for that kind of stuff over here. E3 used to be in LA, right? I, I don't even know. I'm not sure. But then that got cancelled. Anyway, so, yep, that was that. Was that. But cool. um, kind of got me thinking, though, like, it's, so now they have, like, you know, these fluffer filler posts that are coming out, right? Mm -hmm. I've given into thinking that that's that. And then this is their presentation. Like, that's basically their only news or teaser. Like, there, there wasn't another teaser for a different kind of gameplay, one-minute gameplay trailer like they did the last two weeks. So I was kind of not expecting it, but hoping for it. Like, I was hoping that that would be a pattern and you'd get to keep that hype, like, once-a-week hype. There was nothing this week. That was the only thing. And so it started getting me thinking, like, did they really have nothing planned for now, for, like, the next month? For a whole month. They have to. I, well, it, because they also haven't had a, a patch in a month. Now, which typically that's that's that may. Well, yes and no, because to me, it makes sense when you have another league coming out. Right. Their new system since heist was you work really hard on the current expansion for the first month and a half. And then it's balls to the wall for the upcoming expansion for the next month and a half, because then it's released. But now you don't have that. Now, yes, they have XLCon coming out and they have Path of Exile 2, but that's all still relative stuff that you plan for for forever and ever away, right? But for mm -hmm. there to be nothing, even for like players or content or even patches, like there's still tons of bugs in the game. You I know what it, I mean? So 
Granted, I mean, some of those minor bugs are going to be irrelevant because if you're changing everything with Path of Exile 2, you're not going to be hunting and fishing for those things. So I get that. But it's just, I don't know, it's with patches not being out for over a month now, not one patch. But then there's there's they've said nothing about it's just like dead or still water from a fan's perspective for the next month. That I think having no me. patch out is fine. I do think having no content, though, is curious concerning uh yeah because even normally when they do events they let you know ahead of time like there's quite a ways ahead hey just want to let you know we're going to be doing these three events um consecutively here are the dates in case you only preferred one of them uh you know they should be doing people know ahead of time that they're going to be voided events <laughs> yeah but yeah you want to get people back into your game and talking about it and maybe so, they still do I, I don't know but the fact that there wasn't a teaser this week, like another one minute gameplay teaser like they had, but there's also nothing planned. It just seems maybe it was an oversight. Maybe they have something planned for next week or things are starting, but it's weird that there's nothing that the fans know about unless it was going to be teasers. I guess that's my point. Teasers, you don't need uh, an advance on, but events you do because if you want people to participate in your events, it's nice that they know ahead of time and can plan around that. So if you're not going to be doing events, which it seems like they're not, my hope was teasers to keep people in once a week. Let's go. Four more I think weeks. they have to Let's be go. doing events. I can't imagine they go four weeks without any events to lead up to XLCon 2. That would be... It would be crazy. Really crazy. To just abandon people. Now, who, who not, they're probably not abandoning, but it would we know feel nothing. Like it. Yeah. it feels like it now. Yep. And we already know that the you know it's still played but their numbers would obviously have gone down it's we've already now exceeded the normal length of a normal league so yeah, yeah I, I would i would hope that they've got something planned for the lead up yeah it's 28 days from now until XLCon. that's a lot of time to do does nothing. their website poe2 still not actually tell you the dates of XLCon? i don't know i'm on their main website and it's got just the XLCon live stream too. timer yeah I go to Path of Exile 2 and it doesn't actually have a date. Yeah, it only the has the countdown. It's very weird. It's so weird. I'm not doing math on a calendar. Get out of here. Well, date I'm math. way too and... dumb for that. <laughs> <laughs> date math and lap math are always weird because you always have to count the day you're on. But then you have to add like, so now it's saying 28 days and five hours away. So you're like, okay, wait, 28 days, including now or excluding now? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just normal math is fine, but date and, and lap math. It's like you have, so you're counting today, but then are you also counting the date of, you know, like the last lap shoot? So it's plus one, but then it's the five hours. It's like, shoot, are they ahead or behind? And then you try and convert it into your own time. And it's just, I don't know. I get all screwy. So it's kind of funny. And now yeah. I'm looking and I see the two Path of Exile 2 teasers and I'm like, ah, there's supposed to be a third one. Is there? Well, but there wasn't one. I'm just saying. Oh, I see what you mean. I demand a teaser a week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they fill this next well, four weeks with. I do you think it's I mean, they obviously know their numbers, you know, what dollar value is worth a certain amount of um, commitment at, at work, right? At GGG. Uh, I'm the kind of person, I think, if I was to be in that position where you always have something going for your fans. I don't think there would be a way where, like even if it would be a small money hole, you assign a few people to get these events going or to keep these things going. I, I, think, I, think, I think it's important to do that. I hope they do. 
Yep, I'll be very surprised if they don't. If they literally just have dead space until Exalcon. I think that would be a poor lead up to Exalcon. Can you see a benefit to it, even from their perspective? Mm -mm. Besides man hours into into Exalcon, but it if they're if Path of Exile two, if we take them at their word, and Path of Exile two is as far away as it's sounding, which to me is far. I mean, you're talking about the Gamescom thing isn't until the end of August. The way that they're talking is as if you know, like don't get your hopes up. The beta is still a long way out, which is absolute nonsense if that's true. Um, then I don't know what, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I can yeah. see an all hands on deck craziness. It's super busy because Path of Exile 2 is launching after XLCon. I could get it. I could understand it. But the way they're talking is very, very, very much so that that's not the case. And that the beta is not even going to be ready after XLCon. That we'll just know a date. Like I still, I'm still, Chris's stupid comment still throws me completely off because I don't get it. I still struggle with the idea of why he wants people to leave. And someone on Discord that is going to XLCon um, shared part of the email they got and they doubled down on it. Like they they were like, oh, so that was part of an email that they got. OK, yeah, for letting them know about, you know, information about XLCon. But yeah. they went back on to it again and said, you know, we do your sightseeing beforehand, you should head home right after. And I'm like, what? yeah, Greg posted that on our Discord. And he's, he highlighted, we'd recommend you flying out Monday, July 31st. And then he said they tripled down on it later on and said, of course, this event is a great opportunity to spend even longer in New Zealand, though, because we're launching 322 a few weeks after the convention. Maybe better to plan your exploration of New Zealand to be before XLCon rather than after. Which, so if that's down and truly down. about 322, they are out of their minds to think that that should be more important than visiting another country. I just think that's insane. So it'll, they're kind I, of at a point now where if it's XLCon, if their announcement, if the reason people are rushing home from XLCon is Path of XL2, people are going to be like, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's mm -hmm. the only thing that you could release that would excite me to come home early. And if it's... um you know, their announcement is, oh, the beta is coming out for Christmas time and you're going to be really excited about the next league. People are going to be like, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they're right now they're in like a lose-lose situation. Well, because the you best you can get is like the expected hype. Yes. And that's I the best case scenario. In their situation, like with regards to the email that they sent to Greg and the other people that are going, I think they should have, if, if it is indeed 322, then they shouldn't, I still feel like they're kind of floating around this like, well, you know, we're really suggesting. I, I would rather see them just definitively say the only thing that's coming out after XLCon 2 is Path of Exile 322. We think 322 is great and that's the suggestion for why you should leave early. I, I don't feel like they're direct enough to say to somebody, this is exactly why we think you should travel home and it is just because of 322. So that at least the normal person, because I think the idea that you can't play a league if you don't play it on league launch is silly. We, we both talked about that. And I get that there's a lot of people who do, but I just think it's insane to me that that would be the reason to leave another country. Mm. I just find that crazy. So we'll see. Yeah. Now, um, of course, we talked. That was the majority of our episode last week. So I don't want to dwell on that too much longer. But Suzu came we up might. with a cool idea on our Discord. Mm hmm. 
And now this isn't a reason to rush home because it was be something you would have to order online and then just start participating in. Unless, of course, it was a um, a video game version of it. But Suzu brought up a really cool idea that I would probably jump on board with financially if it was affordable and not a money hole. Um, but Suzu said maybe they're going to introduce the PoE card game because you know how Chris is really into Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that'd be cool. I'd get into that as a super nerd, even if I'm not huge into those kind of games. I think it'd be a fun way to collect and support. And so, uh, but that, that, that that's a cool idea. Hey, like kind of going against the the expected flow of things against PoE Mobile, against PoE 2, Beta, the next league. But they did a that would game definitely. at XLCon 2 or XLCon 1 or XLCon as well. Yeah, not a, like a Magic Gathering thing though, but a small little card collect. Just the, style, with the same people, style right? idea. Yeah. yeah. So... But that would be really cool if they introduced some sort of card game just for fans. You could order the cards, start collecting, that kind of thing. That would be that would be wicked. Cool idea. Not a yeah, would be. New Zealand idea, but yeah, cool idea for well, sure. Right, right. That's the thing because mm-hmm. it's, you know, unless they had it as a digital game instead, like a digital battle game. Uh, but that'd be kind of a neat way to monetize and, and advertise your product as well, right? If all of a sudden people start playing it, it turns out to be a really good card game. Then you're, you're shipping that all over the place. People are getting it. And then all of a sudden, I didn't know this wicked huge card game that everybody plays was also a video game. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. I like that. Mm-hmm. It was a good idea. So I'm then I started thinking about... Shut up. So then I started thinking about like what other <laughs> things it could be. And Suze's idea was just, just too too perfect for me to actually have my mind wander on anything else so good ideas for for after xlcon 2 you mean yeah for a reason to come home my head is only on path of xl2 because i That's, can't there is not another thing that would validate leaving a country know, early for me. and it sucks because i don't want to be that person but i i'm very completely confident neg- it's not going to be path of xl2 i think bex is being quite legit in her tweets sure, and her messaging i, agree, I do yeah. actually i'm taking her at her word but then it just confuses me more it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's funny because whether it's on on Reddit, on our Discord, other other mediums like Twitter where people are talking about this, I haven't seen one legit hint or idea from someone else. Like all all they're all good ideas, but I can't not one thing has stood out to me that's like, "Oh, you know what? That would be something I would rush home for." Why do they even have to tell you to rush home? Why can't they Why couldn't they have well, just said 322 is going to release well, but let so let's say that we're taking them at their word and it is 322. Why not just say our plan is to release 322 the day after XLCon and then leave it up to the person to figure but that it's out? It's not. It's three weeks after. There's a three week oh, gap. Yeah, that's Justin. right. You're right. There's that's a three right. week gap. So we're all like, what? What on earth going to be like fans have no oh, clue. That's true. Because she said it was going right. to be a couple weeks after. So and again, we did this all last week. I'm but still going to bring it up. I, it's so I, stupid. Every week. It's I know so it's going to be stupid. every week. Well, it's not stupid. It's just it mind blowing. It no, doesn't like, make sense. Well, of course, that's it. That's it. I don't think it's stupid because they know what it is. We don't. But we've we're not used to this. What what as a fan that's not a league launch or that's not the sequel that was never supposed to be a sequel launch? What what else could it be? They obviously know they, they think it's going to be fantastic and amazing. It's it's not a league launch. It's not PoE 2 or the beta. It's nothing. There's no way it's so, something. Well, but, I can't think of right. it. Right. But what could it be that isn't for somebody? I mean, 
Okay, so I've always been thinking this just came into my mind. I've always been thinking that the reason people are going home is because of something that's going to be available the day later for fans. Mm-hmm. But that might not necessarily be the case. It could be something that people that are there are receiving and they'll be so excited to deal with it that they need to go home. So it doesn't it might not be something for the masses. Like what, it could be some TX. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A T-shirt that only opens when you get home. I, yeah, I don't it glows know. in the sun of your country. Or something. But that, like, see, but that's the thing. Like, it could be something that's specific for the people that are there. It could have nothing to do with the global fans. It could be those. But I still don't. Peewee fans can't like grasp it. So I don't think it's stupid. I just I haven't seen one fan. Now, obviously, I haven't read everything, but I haven't seen one fan that's come up with an idea where I'm like, I would come home for that. That's the reason that I say it's stupid is because (laughs) it's not affecting. It's different. Like when we watch a league release, you know, the, the Twitch live stream when they do a thing or when something exciting comes. We're sitting at home, we're on our computers, we're checking it out, we're excited, oh, it's going to come out tomorrow, blah, 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 whatever it is. There is such a massive difference when you have traveled to another country. That's the part where I'm struggling to get the idea of no matter what it is, it's stupid because you've suggested people leave a country that most people took a long time to get to and probably won't go very often to. And there's so many things to see. I just, that's where I'm struggling. I'm taking myself out of the path of Excel player head and just going like what what could you be doing that makes your suggestion and then you keep going on with this suggestion to leave the country like it's not like it's not like they could have come out and been like hey chris got a little excited a little bit ahead of himself (laughs) we are excited for 322 we've said it's coming out a few weeks afterwards we'll see at xlcon 2 but they they doubled and tripled down they're like hey get out like literally leave tomorrow so maybe something's happening in new zealand Maybe they're like, maybe there's like a takeover, a hostile takeover. That's right. Yeah, there's There's going to be a big coup. That's right. Like the old prime minister that they had. And then when she resigned for. So maybe it's more a life or death thing. (laughs) (laughs) You're our most diehard fans. You spent thousands to be here. We definitely want that to continue. So Uh, you get home. Please leave right away. Yeah, Yeah. that's what it is. Uh, I'm going to bring it up every time, every week, I think, until we see it, because. I, you just made us lose all our viewers until XileCon 2. We're just going to be repeating I'm the so same curious. story. I'm, I'm so curious. curious. Yeah, I'm not disheartened by it, though, but it's just... I will be, I feel I like. Can't, well, I feel sure, like that first episode after XileCon 2, we're both going to be like, really? <laughs> the Im- <laughs> impending The rest of it won't even life. matter. We'll be like, hmm, that's it, eh? <laughs> all the details for 19 the cool ascendancies. Stuff, they'll show us all the wicked minion stuff that i've been uh, dreaming of for forever yeah. they'll show all that and it'll be like hey we want you to rush home for this comic book mm-hmm. exactly wow. we've sent something in the mail to your house you should get back to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's a card with a sticker in it that's right <laughs> um, anyway i played play this week yeah i, I didn't did. so you do. loved it Tell me. And a lot of it was theory crafting. Um, and I did uh, focus this downtime on Elden Ring so that it's actually done. Mm-hmm. I only have one boss to beat. And I, otherwise, I did all the bosses, 165 bosses in my first playthrough. I wanted to make sure I did them before New Game Plus. Yep. But I missed one. I tried to play blindly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did everything blindly in the game, yep. which was me nice. Too the first time. And this is Path of Exile related. Okay. I don't care. Um, 
But so I went through the whole game blindly. And the only time that I went on the wiki was to find out because I had a boss list from mm-hmm. a site like these are all the bosses in this region. So when I finished an area and I was ready to go on to the next area, I go it. on and see which bosses I missed. I'm like, oh, shoot. OK, I missed these five bosses. So then I go on the wiki and just check where those were and that which dungeons I missed or, oh, there's a night boss that only spawns at night. And I just happen yep. to never be night in that section. So then I go back and do those. And that's the only thing I use the wiki for. Unfortunately, there was one boss. And so I'm not talking invaders. Like if the enemy had a health bar that was only floating above itself, it's a normal enemy. Even Mm -hmm. if it used to be a boss earlier in the game, now it's just normal enemy. That doesn't count. It has to have a legit boss bar. That's that's that was my requirement for doing every boss in the game. And um, one boss, just one was gated behind an NPC quest line. Or uh, maybe there's more, but I inadvertently did them all apathetically. Yeah, in Fia's questline. And I got to that part. I was right there. But I chose the wrong dialogue option. Mm -hmm. Or I chose to kill her. I think she was asking to die or something. And so I killed her, but I wasn't supposed to. All I needed to do was not kill the NPC. Only NPC I killed the entire thing except for Patches. Always kill Patches. But I so I killed her. And then I rested at the site of grace and nothing happened. If I didn't kill her and I rested at the site of grace and got back up, then I'm fighting this massive dragon. And so uh, and it's OK to talk about it because this game came out a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But a year and a half ago. Wow. I really gave it a break anyway. So I only have one boss left to beat. But the kids and I and I've been um, broadcasting them, but without my voice so that because uh, I, I enjoy making the little boss videos and the kids love watching them later. And so. You know, I'll have like 16 views of my YouTube video, but it's all my kids, mm-hmm. all my kids. But it's, it's fun. Like I have all these different lists. And so there's 164, 165, whatever it is, different bosses. And it's a lot of fun. And so we started going through. And as I was finishing up the game uh, and uh, I think it was snakes, 13 snakes on Twitch. And I were chatting while I was playing uh, with Chris, Aaron and Ian. And uh, snakes was asking what my favorite boss was in the game and i'm like you know what there's a, a few bosses that i don't like like the bosses that fly around all the time and all you're doing is chasing it's like 10 percent fighting 90 percent chasing but like I, I really like the ones where you can get really close and fight so anyway we were talking about what our favorite bosses were and then it clicked my favorite bosses and luckily there's a whole bunch of them do you remember the bell bearing hunters you had to make it night and then you had to travel to their bonfire or start a grace and then you had to walk into their location, whether it was a oh, shack yeah. or a mm-hmm. church. Right. I loved those fights. They were like a very humanoid fights. Mm-hmm. They had like epic, strong fights, but they were well telegraphed, but telegraphed to the point where like perfectly timed because I was still really nervous in all of them because you would get I, I, I screwed up a lot with those fights and died lots. But when you got the timing right. Oh, my goodness, it just felt so good. And it was one of those fights where the closer you are to the fight, the better. And I like that a lot as opposed to standing on the outskirts. So anyway, so then I started thinking about the um, what's his name? Uh, Elmer bell bearing hunter. That's like the final boss or it's like the, the biggest of all those bell bearing hunters. And I forget where it is in the game. But anyway, the Elmer. He's like loaded with it's just a big, big version of a bell bearing hunter. And he does this massive shield slam where he just takes his shield and puts it face down on the ground. But it's this massive. Well, it, it feels epic. It's actually small in terms of the AOE and size of the game compared to like a dragon's fire breath or anything. But 
it slams it down, just feels so epic, and you roll just at the perfect time to get in there, and you start hacking away. Anyway, love the fight, love that skill of his shield slam, and I'm like, oh, I'm done with this. Like, so I've, I've always loved shield skills, always, 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 always loved shield skills, and so I'm like, I, I, I gotta find something in Path of Exile that can replicate that, but there's so few, right? There's the shield throwing one, whatever that's called, projectile shields, or I forget what it's called. I never use it. Because uh, I'm not big on the projectile stuff in the game. And then um, there's shield charge, but that's more of a movement thing. Movement. And then there was shield crush, I think it yep. is, right? And that one's uh, the, the, yeah, it is. And it can mm-hmm. overlap and it's it's based on defensive stats, which is great. The, the local stats, not the global stats, but it's it's nice and I like it. But I I don't know, when you get that little in your head and it's like, but I want to slam. Guys, I want a shield slam. Uh, I couldn't really find something I liked, so then I started looking around. So anyway, to backtrack slightly, because I missed this point at the beginning, I was playing around with my... Remember what I was talking about? Okay. Just shield, shield slam. Just shield no slam. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good, good. So I, I'm running around and I'm playing with my zombie build, and I, I tried out my um, normal zombie build where there's lots of investment in, and I tried my other zombie build where I have no investment in, all the investments in... Sorry. Only investment in Dominion offense, not into survivability. And I'm playing a much more defensive version of my zombies, but it's a little bit more stressful because I'm trying to keep my zombies alive. I'm not worried about their I'm I'm worried about their survivability. And so it's always on my head. And I'm always I'm using SRS to keep them alive and have them die so that the have my SRS die so my zombies can live. And just go and go, go, go. And it's, it's it's often where there's a rare or rare combination or an abyss or whatever it is, or you know, it's actually been quite bad for killing my zombies recently is um, Harbingers. Once you get to that last stage of Harbingers, there's a whole bunch of rares that just spawn out of nowhere. And so maybe you're fighting three or four of them. You don't know which one is doing all that weird damage that's supposedly annihilating your zombies. And so I go from eight to two quite often, even though I'm like pumping out phantasms and SRS. So anyway, they kind of got frustrating. I'm like, this isn't the way I like to play zombies. I know I'm trying to achieve a defensive character while I'm playing zombies with mediocre gear for the sake of that midway progress. I know that once you have good gear, you can get zombies to live no problem while you and and without the investment of survivability. But it's, it's that midway point that I also want to be fun. And that's where I always play that midway point. I don't ever have that epic gear. And I'm like, this isn't the way that I like to play like. I, I don't mind SRS and I love zombies, but I don't want to have to use SRS just to keep them alive. And if I'm running from something and my SRS aren't out, then my zombies are like it just goes against it's counterintuitive to the more stress free play style that I like. And so I'm like, it's just I've really tried this build. It's really not working out. I mean, it works. It works well, but it's not my style. It's not the way that I want to play. And so I started getting back into the Reaper build, like that one one minion build. Where I don't have to pay attention to it. I'm using that active skill for myself as well. Like it's my own and it's automatically going to resummon slower battles. But man, is it a lot more comfortable. So then, But then I started going on a little bit more about that. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Golems auto respawn. Without specific gear, golems are relatively weak. But I'd still have a lot of fun with the auto respawning golems. But what about my slammy skill, right? My shield slammy skill from Elmer and in, in Elden Ring. Like, I really want that. And so I was looking at the shield skills, as I said, and I couldn't really find anything there. And uh, Google auto-corrected this because my next thing underneath says scary. 
but uh, no, that's it's not scary. It wasn't it what I wanted. To be? I don't know. It, Google changed it on me. I don't. There's. No, I don't know. Oh, maybe it was scary. Like maybe like my idea of my build is like walking into this group and it's like I only have one minion next to me. Like think about like remember when you're playing Fallout Three and you had dog meat with you? That was mm-hmm. the best. That was the best. Just having that one extra companion with you that was helping out and doing stuff. That's 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 what I was kind of like going for this week when I was theory crafting. So I had my idea of being Elmer with my shield slam and then having my one reaper next to me or maybe a few golems because they're easy to auto respawn. And I'm like, all right, well, I definitely need spiritual aid. I always think about spiritual aid. I never use spiritual aid. I rarely use spiritual aid, not seriously in any build, except for my righteous fire build, which isn't even using golems or minions. So that's not that's like cheating with spiritual aid. So anyway, so then I know and it's worth it. It's a smart thing to do. But I uh, actually want to use minions with spiritual aid as well, which sounds kind of a funny thing to complain about. I actually want to use minions with that minion notable. Uh, so then, uh, you know, I started going around. And I'm like, OK, well, I could go Guardian. I could go Pathfinder. I could go Elementalist. I really don't want to do any attack based skills because I just hate having to add accuracy at that extra amount because I'm already going minion damage. I'm already going my survival. Yeah, but it's, 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 off, the far, path. it's but... off the path. I use up about five or six extra nodes trying to get to it. And I could sacrifice some life for it, but I don't want to sacrifice any armor for it. I just mm-hmm. to, to me. With the extra stuff that I'm investing in, I'd rather invest in aura stuff and um, reservation efficiency. I think I get a lot more value from my build that way. So that in that regards, I was focusing more on spells. And so I came back to incinerate and flame blast, which I love. But then this week I was also kind of like, hey, you know, my standing it's not around very shield slammy. No, it's not. But two. it's the next best thing. <laughs> like I want something to shield slammy, but there is no shield slammy. So what's the next best thing? Well, you know, if I'm walking into a big fight and I have my compadre Reaper with me or golems, all of a sudden I'm like, and then I look around like I'm, I'm like channeling, right? And I'm looking, but then I look to my right or my left in the battlefield and I see the Reaper there doing my fighting and I get the stupid grin on my face like, yeah, we racked. Like, you know, I'd feel cool with Incinerate. Flame mm. Blast would be cool too because it'd be like, see, I want something where I'm like punching the ground. Yeah, Earthquake. And then, it, yeah, but that's an attack, an attack based, yeah. I know. So, uh, but, you know, I don't know. I Do I want to get rid of Vitality and put in Precision instead? Maybe. I'd still probably only be at 87% accuracy, but mm-hmm. who knows? I so, mean, but, it doesn't have to do the damage. It could just look cool. <laughs> right? Well, that's that's with my, with my trigger-happy build. I have General's Cry with Earth Shatter. And yeah. in the notes for people to use, because people still really like the, the trigger skills, the counterattacks. Mm-hmm. So I still um, publish that one for people, but it... In the notes, it says, uh, Earth Shatter's not the best skill for this. It just Please looks replay. Cool. <laughs> it is. It's 100% for the sound. It goes, yeah. and then the next time you use a war card, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, it sounds so cool. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, Earthquake would be way better for that build. Um, but yeah, I want to like punch the ground and then something happens, like an Earthquake. Too. It's in oh, there. I can't wait. So, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to think of the next best thing. Okay, well, may- maybe Flame Blast. If it always originated around me, that'd be awesome, right? And maybe on the controller support, there is an alternate. I haven't even looked at it yet, but maybe there's an alternate um, method of casting it. There's I don't think op- it sounds as good, though. No, flame no. Blast. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Oh, it sneezes. Oh, my God. Are you dying? I am. That's, that's hereditary business, buddy. We always <laughs> sneeze amazing. lots. 
That was like five. Four. But yeah. Oh, and four is not many. Lord. Justin edited that out, but yeah, my family, out, but we're heavy Tyler's sneezers. Dizzy. And it does. It hurts my neck and <laughs> my head. Sure. We're a heavy sneezing family. And we sneeze awesome. quite a lot in consecutive order until our body's like, okay, that's done. <laughs> we cut it out. Yeah. So, but anyway, then I started thinking about Blade Vortex. Blade Vortex, it's not like a slammy skill, but it's like mm -hmm. the more accurate, appropriate AOE and walking into things and all that kind of stuff. So, I, but then that requires 155 That's a lot of decks. clicking and oh yeah, but it's also a it lot is. of casting. Like it's not like you hit it once and you've got know, a full right? set of Blade it's, Vortex. It's, it's like it is an annoying. It's one of my favorite skills as an idea. It's one of the most annoying skills for me to actually play with and so it sounds counterintuitive but the way that i would always want to play blade vortex is cyclone castle channeling blade vortex but then you yeah, lose yeah. the damage so then you want cyclone to be strong as well and then you want resolute technique again and then you're trying to invest into pure physical damage as opposed to just attack and unless you of blade course vortex. you're doing like converted damage but i wish blade vortex when you clicked it it gave you the full set and then just slowly degen down so the more you click it, you'll keep it at full, but you could at least click it once and run and then it would just slowly degen sure. how yeah. many row versus and maybe you could invest in the cooldown of, of it for every time you could click on it or something. Yeah, or like skill that, duration, because yeah. then you could click it less and it would still be up. Yeah, I like that idea better. Fix it, GGG. There you go. Really? Patch. But uh, so, yeah, it was it was fun to go through, but I did do um, a bunch of playing this week with both both the zombie builds that I've been playing with, and then back to the Reaper build, which is, in this case, Golems and Reaper, right? The Elementalist. Then I did some more testing around again with um, the Guardian and the Reaper to see how the Reaper works with Summon Phantasms, right? How, like, without the survivability investment, how often do does one minion with the Reaper, despite the fact that it has a big AoE, how often does it actually summon all Phantasms, right? Because when you're on paper... You just assume you have all the phantasms, all 10, all the time. Sure. But in a boss fight, definitely not with the Reaper. It's very hit or miss. Like sometimes you'll go through five seconds and you don't have any. And then all of a sudden it's go. Right. Hmm. And the Reaper's strongest skill is it's the manual cast that the, the user does for the bleed attack. But that's one hit. You don't mm -hmm. hit that and you only have a 20% chance to summon a, a phantasm. So I was, I was playing around with the logistics of the Reaper again. And then I started playing with the idea of, okay, well, if I'm actually thinking about incinerate or flame blast, how can I like five link that like co five link that with the Reaper, like have flame blast and the Reaper in the same set of links so that I can have all the other links that I really want. And I'm like, ah, that's really tough unless I'm converting the Reaper to fire damage, but then that gets rid of the bleed. And do I really want to do that? And then all of a sudden I'm like, why don't I just be an elementalist and do golems? And it doesn't matter. And but then I'm like, but the Reaper. So I had a good uh, I had a good week. Did you play much? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I did. I think I put in about um, well, honestly, maybe about six hours. I was hoping for more, but um, pretty good. Falling asleep while playing. Yeah. It's been very You're tiring the last few now? weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. playing on standard on console right now. I, though I did mm -hmm. log in a few times on PC to say hi to people because I was reorganizing the um, guild hideout because mm -hmm. I bought the dragon stashes for the guild hideout. Ah, oh cool. man, they're so glitchy. They're so neat, but they're so glitchy. It's How frustrating. So? Well, because when you click, if you come at them from certain angles, the um, overflowing treasure cuts you off from actually getting to the stash. Oh, 
And so okay. it'll actually just stop you. And mm. so then because sometimes a lot of people like when I'm on PC or when people are on PC, a lot of the times people like to have their selling NPC in that gap between menus when you're in the stash. So you click on the stash, your stash menu comes up, right? And the both menus. And then there's that gap in between menus where there's gameplay in the middle. And people like to have that user right in between. And it's just, it's, it's clunky because the user doesn't fit properly right there or the NPC doesn't fit properly in some of these places. And then in controller support, the stash isn't the priority for what's automatically selected before you hit a like where the a button shows up to select it defaults to the npc instead NPC, of your stash right. which mm -hmm. i actually really don't like the whole reason i'm close to my stash is for my stash so i wish it was stash first and then npc but it highlights npc first so i try and move it out of the way so anyway it's, it's clunky but it's still my favorite stash and i'm very glad that it finally went on sale last week because i got it so but yeah i'm playing on console now is the determination for its size no i didn't because on standard, I was surprised actually that because I don't have a lot in standard. I'll, I have maybe 800 chaos, but I only have maybe 24 exalts and 13 divines. Like it's not a lot. But it then would when suck I if it required it, more than that, though. You know what I mean? Well, true. And I am Together. glad that I do have. It looks like I have. Like I have the dragon that's hovering above, or not hovering, but crawling above the stash. I do like that. Um, that I have it, despite the fact that I'm not a consistent player or i Which sorry, is good. I can't play a yeah. lot i do like that yeah. and i was mm -hmm. surprised and it was a nice surprise um but one thing that's actually really really annoying when moving around the dragon stash is when you have the dragon unlocked right so and you can't choose what's oh I, you know what i actually never tried to see if i can change the scale of it like if i can reduce it on my own but the dragon actually counts as like an npc or an obstacle in a way it's not just part of like the image of the MTX. So when I go to move the stash, I can move the stash and drag it back, but the dragon doesn't move. The dragon stays still. And so then my cursor gets in the way of the dragon. Like I'm having to drag it and then I can't go past the dragon. So I have to move it a centimeter and then click and then the dragon moves and then I move it a little bit more. Oh, and then the I dragon see what you're moves. Saying. So the dragon has collision detection while I'm moving the stash. And with controller support, I can't just click anywhere I want the stash to go. I have to drag it to a certain location. Mm -hmm. So it is unfortunately quite clunky, but I'm still very happy with it. But anyway, yeah, that, I'm, cool. that was why I signed on to PC a couple times, but I am primarily on console now in standard. So nice. thank you for the offers for the specters, for the league specific specters. Hopefully they go core if they are that good. Hmm. Sweet. Well, I'm glad you got to play. Yeah. Spiritual aid. I'm going to make it work, man. I'm going to find a build that just tickles my fancy long term. I need to. Well, you've kind of done that. If, I mean, zombies is always. I forced zombies, though. Mm. But yes, I agree. All right, sweet. Well, let's wrap this up. Episode 195, Forever Exiled. I'm Justin, a.k.a. Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Patrons, we'll catch you in After Dark. Everybody else will see you next week in 196. If you're looking for more information, you'll find it down below. Website foreverxl.com, Twitter foreverxl82. Very fun Discord. Get in there, say hi, be awesome. And Patrons, other ways to support the podcast, you'll find them down below and on our website. Bye. Goodbye.